This is the Edge of Innovation, Hacking the Future of Business. I'm your host, Paul Parisi. And I'm Jacob Young. On the Edge of Innovation, we talk about the intersection between technology and business, what's going on in technology, and what's possible for business. Hello, and welcome to the Edge of Innovation. I'm Paul Parisi, your host, and today I have Ed Alexander, founder of Fan Foundry. Hey, how are you doing? Nice to be here. Great to have you. So how would we we do the best and most effective SEO we can, and it's still going to be on page two of Google? Is that a hopeless situation, or how do you affect that? Being on page two of the search engine results pages is maybe not necessarily a bad thing. Sure, but it's not a good thing. Sure. I mean, because we're lazy. Yeah. Web consumers are lazy. So I... I'm, I dig a lot into the web and find things. And people are always surprised. How would you find that? Well, I go to page two and page three and page four and page five. And I tweak the query and I, and I change the order of words and I, you know, all sorts of things. And I was like, that's how I should have asked the question because now I got the answer. Bingo. Exactly But a lot right. of people don't do that. They don't have the patience for that. So how yeah. do we, in, in a real world scenario, I'm, I'm an attorney. Uh, I, want, I do elder law and I want to get more clients and I want I'm coming to you for SEO and and all the things that follow along so if I get somebody there we got to worry about getting somebody there is what do we do after that we'll talk about that in a minute but really I'm trying to understand SEO so we do everything right um, and we get on page two are you talking about a real-world example? No, I'm not. Oh, I'm okay. just making it up. So hypothetically. All right. Yeah. So um, I, dealing on hypotheticals is a tough one for yes, me. Yes. Only yeah. because it's entirely possible that if you were an elder law attorney in Beverly, Massachusetts, there may not be that many, and there may be so few that you'll end up on page one of the search sure. results. So this is hypothetical. However, even if it were page two, I would have to think if I was the visitor trying to find that other yep. lawyer, I'd be looking at a few red herrings and mismatches on page one. Okay. So even if the SEO isn't tweaked or isn't tuned so that I'm looking at a result on page mm -hmm. one, I'll probably have to go to page two to search anyway. May not be happy with that result, and maybe I'll think that Google is failing me somehow because sure. they're not giving me a page one result, right. but it's incumbent on me if I really need to find an elder lawyer in Beverly, Massachusetts at page two isn't so bad. Right. If I'm the elder law attorney and I have a certain uh, volume that I can entertain of business, sure. being on page one could be a blessing and a curse. <laughs> you can be careful what you wish for. Exactly right. You just might get it. So I'm not saying you necessarily need to be satisfied, but you have to think in the broader terms of what are you hoping to accomplish and what can you reasonably reasonably take on Certainly. as a business. That's good business management to sit there and say, you know, I can I can get 10 new clients or sure. I can get 100. I don't want to put up billboards everywhere and get sure. too many clients. I sure. have to turn them away. Sure. And you have to think about the type of business persona you're portraying to the world. Right. If you are I very loquacious lawyer and you're happy to speak to the public and you have a public persona that's more or less prominent compared mm -hmm. to your competitors out there, then that's an opportunity for you to do something like a podcast okay. right? or to write articles or to even use something as, dare we say it, Yelp, okay. a review site, even though people think of that as for restaurants and hotels. Sure. Nonetheless, Google respects Yelp positioning right, and that can help your search engine results. In a... Uh if you had to draw a pie chart, how much is the SEO? Well, forget about content because well, it has good content. We'll assume, but the reason people are coming is because of SEO and the content that comes with SEO. 
that is one segment of the pie and then the other stuff is all the other stuff and we'll, I'd like to dig into that a little bit of how you would direct that but what is it 50 50 is it 25 uh, SEO and 75 percent to me it's increasingly become a concern uh, um, to once you be increasingly concerned with the value that you're delivering okay. the value you're conveying I'll, I can use myself as an example let's go back to the fan foundry blog I'll tell yeah. you a, gen, a genesis story it'll take a minute when I began writing my first few blog articles back in 2008, I had a you know more or less successful career in marketing and sales mm-hmm. leadership. And I thought to myself, well, there's probably enough people out there who are on a different phase of the journey than I am who could stand to benefit from a, you know, the thimbleful that I know. So let me turn this into a few articles and send it out there and see what, how people consume it, doing my experiments with my content. One thing I learned early on, frankly, by accident, was using Google's type-ahead search. You know how it fills uh-huh. the yes. answer yes. in as you're typing? It's kind of cool. It, looks, it shows you other ways other people have asked the same right. question or similar questions and the results they've gotten. I used that. And I thought, oh, you know, the best way to title this particular article on virtual trade shows is, are virtual trade shows worth it? Uh-huh. Specifically that sentence, those words, in that order with a question mark on the end. I used that as a title for a blog article I'd written a month earlier about tra- virtual trade shows. I didn't title it that way. I changed the title and boom, suddenly the traffic just was an embarrassment of riches, wow. frankly. Well, for, a, for a one-month-old blog, I would say I was pleased and embarrassed, and I realized, aha, yeah. The article title matters. So that's an aha moment. That's a very important thing for our listeners. Google what you're going to be talking about. Try and figure out what the questions are by what Google is going to suggest, and then use that in your titling. Exactly right. Use Google's own machine learning on how people ask the similar questions and decide based on the results you see in your type ahead search okay. which of those is the most apt type of title for you to use and write your title accordingly is that search history queryable i mean so you don't i mean i know you can type it in yourself but i'm wondering is there somebody out there that says here's everything that's being searched i know on bing you can get you know like the past 10 searches or there's a catalog of the mm-hmm. past searches for the past couple hours or yes. something like that yeah. i'm wondering that would be a really interesting um vector to look into to yeah. see if that's available yeah, well, I'm no genius. If I've imagined it, someone else is out there either working on it or maybe it's about to be delivered to us right. all anyway. The, and what I'm speaking of is the notion that all those different variants on the question that you're typing ahead then get presented to you in a graph that right. says the, the searches that got the best results are this particular one. I'm also a little concerned about that because if you, everyone stops use, starts using the trodden path, mm-hmm. it's been, it kind of levels right. the field, and now you're at a watershed mark, and it's, it's table stakes and so, not, not a differentiator. Well, have to cut that part out we'll edit that part out so nobody will know about it okay yeah i was never here you were never here i don't (laughs) even know who you are so okay so but let me give you a real world example we have a client who's a doula they help moms that are giving birth i get it and um she works all over the north shore southern new hampshire all that kind of stuff and we want to do seo for her so we'll use her as an example um she how would you approach it? Because some people say, I want uh, a doula in Beverly. Some people, I want one in Danvers. So what is the actual um, the actual real work that we have to do? Do we make landing pages for Beverly, for Topsfield, for Danvers? That would help mm-hmm. matters. 
However, I'm not sure you need a separate landing page for each one. Okay. Well, I think equally equally important work for that doula to be doing is to represent him or herself, likely herself, let's yep. just assume, uh, to represent herself in such a way that anybody who's looking for a doula on the North Shore of Massachusetts lands on a landing page that says, oh, by the way, as a doula, I have working relationships and customer stories from people just like you right. who have used these facilities. Yeah, they're to doing that. Labor. They're doing very good. good at that, actually. Excellent. That's but, great to hear. Um, if you go doula in Saugus, mm -hmm. she doesn't come up. If you do a doula in Danvers, she comes up. So there's something in her content that is making her relevant to Danvers and not to Saugus. Why do you suppose that is? is it, yeah. I'm, I, well, I'm going to uh, draw an inference since I know the region. There are more robust health care facilities and delivery facilities in Danvers. There's a hospital in Danvers. Okay. There isn't a hospital in Saugus. So my thinking is if I were the tail wagging the dog, meaning the person doing the searching, I probably wouldn't look for a doula in Saugus. I'd look for a doula near a health care facility. Okay. And so just by dint of volume of searches. So how would you test that? Because that's what you're saying. Do experiments. Yeah. How would that be an experiment? So Beverly, Lynn, um, Danvers has a hospital. Lawrence, I think. Lawrence Memorial is yeah. in Bedford, in Medford, rather. Yeah. There is a hospital in Lawrence, but it's not called Lawrence yeah, of Memorial. of course not. Yes, of course not. <laughs> That's why you drive in a parkway and yeah. park in a driveway. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the, one of the tools that I found is particularly helpful, and it may not work in this granular case, but it has worked in the past, is to use Google Trends mm -hmm. and look at the trends over time of people using search terms and phrases to find results. Right. I'll draw a parallel example. I have a client who's in the luxury travel business. Okay. Okay. The, and specifically in the luxury yachting, big boats. Okay. Million dollar boats that you could charter for a week or a month. I or see. And they, where do they launch out of? Anywhere? Well, this particular client does not own a single boat. They are the go-between. They're sure. the intermediary that helps. So it's the, they're, they're worldwide. Okay, so I can get a boat anywhere. Right. The, okay. So this is a client who, to use the phrase I wrote, used earlier in another podcast episode, was punching above your weight. Mm -hmm. She's able to represent her business with a handful of staff all over the world because they make it a business to travel all over the world to actually physically, personally inspect the boat's the captains, okay. the crew, the facility. That's part of their value. It's traveling all the time. So they deliver that value, the intimate acquaintance with not just the yachts and the crews and the charters and the marinas, but the onshore excursion experiences and the amenities okay. and everything there is to do about enjoying that yacht charter. Right. Punching above her weight, in this case, means she could be searched on and found anywhere in the world, even though her offices are in Marblehead, Massachusetts, Newport, Rhode yeah. Island, other cities. It's not as big a concern for the customer where they're located as it is do they represent the sure. type of business and the satisfaction because of all the great customer stories on Facebook, on Twitter, on uh, LinkedIn, and on their website. And is her SEO effective? It's okay. okay. She's not showing up always on page one of the search engine results for every single search query a person could do about sure. luxury yachting. It's just so rich and varied. Okay. For the New England region, however, she's it. Okay. All over it. Why do you think that is? Is because it's because her address is in New England. Entirely possible. Yeah. You know, if you look Boston yachting, there's a handful of Boston right. yachting, and she's got a, been in the business for over thirty years. So, so there's something to be said for being just having longevity and having driven traffic over that. Sure. Many do years. you think Google takes that into account? I can't imagine they would want to leave it out. Yeah, I would agree, uh, but. Um, Okay, so there's no, for a newcomer, let's say you had a client 
uh, you know, another company does exactly the same thing. Yeah, How new. are they going to crack that nut? That's, that's really a, difficult. That's a great question. You really can't make up history. Right. Well, no, I guess what I mean is how do they get good SEO? Hmm. Um, or, you know, search engine rankings, I guess is what we should yeah. call it. Compelling content, customer stories. It's a gradual relationship building process. Frankly, everything old is new again. When you think about it, how do people build a reputation over time, mm-hmm. one grain at a time? There's no shortcut to friends. There's no shortcut to love, fame, fortune, right. reputation. When you're naked in your grave, the only thing you have left is your reputation. <laughs> what people think about you and what they tell about you, no matter how they want to tell it. The only way to build that is over time, one relationship at a time. So, okay, so let's talk about that. So yeah. you've got either a new yachting company, we've got this doula. The doula has great stories, great testimonials. Great. Um, is there anything to supercharge that? Is there, I mean, there has to be, I would imagine, a deliberateness of posting them and posting new ones. Mm. Uh, is yeah. that what it, is that the, the bottom line is just keep it fresh? Keep it fresh, but I think that prominent posting and uh, judiciously but publicly uh, uh, promoting the customer stories is helpful too. So give me if an example well, of all that. Right, let's say uh, that the uh, North Shore Healthcare Facility uh, has a good working relationship with this doula. Mm-hmm. Um, their blogs get read, their articles get read. Um, this doula could have a byline on one of their articles okay. mentioned in the, and, and with a link back to her website. Sure. So there's somewhat certain several layers of the SEO there. There's the link for right. her byline. There's the fact that she's the representative of the content. One would hope there would be some photographs, right, either group photos of herself with practitioners Mm -hmm. uh, enjoying each other's reputation together, all the things that build credibility. Okay, so cross-pollination, really working between organizations or websites, and um, I say something good about you, and people see that and then go off and and Mm -hmm. link it in your site. Sure. Uh, Funny that you mentioned Doula because I can bring to earth an experience for you. Uh, A few years back through a another business a business colleague of mine I was referred by uh, to a woman who lives in the Chicago area who herself had uh, suffered from an amniotic fluid embolism or AFE mm-hmm. which is until recently was essentially a death sentence mm-hmm. and it happens that somehow or other uh, fecal material or material from the fetus travels across the placenta causes a poisonous poison reaction in the mom both the mom and the baby usually don't make it or one wow. or the other doesn't make it so it's very very high level mortality very little understood her name is Stephanie Arnold. She had one in May of 2000 and I want to say 13. Mm-hmm. And uh, it turns out both she and her son Jacob were born and are alive and are fine only because she took certain precautionary steps in collaboration with the delivery facility, her doctors, made sure certain unusual equipment was present to mm. in the case of the need for resuscitation, extra units of blood, and on and on and on. Extra precautionary steps that they took that they realize now now ought to be pretty much what you should do in the case where there's a high risk. Sure. Uh, wasn't an ordinary uh, procedure at the time. Now it's becoming pretty standard. So in Chicago land, all medical facilities are expected to do certain things differently than they did before, more than they did before in the case of a mother at risk. But she started out by telling the story and also of her own survival and used that as a, um, if you will, an opportunity to help with the drive, the, 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 the impetus to uh, improve funding and research into any um, mm-hmm. amniotic fluid abnormalisms, how they occur and how to prevent them, how to warn, how to, how to mitigate them. 
She also became a spokesperson for the Amniotic Fluid Embolism Foundation, mm-hmm. the AFI Foundation, headquartered on the West Coast, became very close friends and uh, good acquaintances with their leadership people. Uh, and so we're in your community, in the business and the world in which your information is rela- related or relevant, if you can forge relationships where you're supporting one another's business, that rising tide lifts all boats. Yeah, absolutely. If so, if, And if you can make that happen online, that helps people understand why you deserve the credibility and the reputation you have. And that builds confidence. Most people don't buy unless they're happy that they feel they feel confident that they're making a purchase from a sound, reputable business. Yeah, that's true. I think that's absolutely true. The um, So, all right, so let me just rehash this a little bit. Yeah. So we're talking about SEO a little bit. And SEOs, I guess let's define it. It's the, it's the means by which we get a search engine to show us more quickly, sooner, at the top of the list as opposed to at the bottom of the list. That's a good definition, yeah. And that gives people, customers, uh, users, visitors, whatever you want to call them, the opportunity to discover us, click on us. Uh, and so we manipulate this this ranking by optimizing our website so that the search engine will display us at a high rank, uh, level. Okay, so that's fair. And you're primarily saying you do that by writing good content. Say something. Say something good and interesting. And in the in the area of like local businesses, share that information with local businesses and have them say something or let them say have you say something on their website. Build that relationship. Uh, so that now the people that are out there, customers, potential customers, will see you sooner than later. I never knew you existed. You want to answer that thing, that question, so that people don't have that excuse anymore. That they say, oh yeah, I saw you on the web. I'm interested in talking. It's been a fascinating discussion about SEO and understanding, really, marketing in the web world. And uh, we're going to be talking with him over several podcasts and... I think you'll find some very interesting things. So, Ed, I want to thank you for being here for this first podcast. It's been fun, Paul. I'm looking forward to what comes next. Thanks for having me. The Edge of Innovation is brought to you in partnership with Savior Labs. Savior Labs exists to help businesses mature and strategize for the future. Learn more about Savior Labs at SaviorLabs.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Edge of Innovation, Hacking the Future of Business. For the show notes and more information about Paul, please visit PaulParisi.com. The Edge of Innovation is produced by Jacob Young in conjunction with copious amounts of coffee. Music on today's episode was from bensound.com. Paul can be found on Twitter at PDParisi and on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash PDParisi. This episode, like all our episodes, is transcribed and available at paulparisi.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.